the weekend. Overall, the number of people hospitalized in L.A. County because of COVID continues to fall. The county reported 816 new cases and 11 additional deaths, but they do say those lower numbers reflect the reporting lag that we always see over the weekend. Orange County, meanwhile, reported 170 new cases and no additional deaths. Let's check in now with Supervisor Barker. 19 case counts and recent trends in Los Angeles County. Over the past few, several months, as our region has responded to this pandemic, I have been heartened to see many people respond with compassion and resiliency as we endure this public health crisis. Thousands of volunteers distributed food to those in need, neighbors offered to lend a hand to seniors, and businesses went above and beyond to support and protect their employees. All of this is a testament to the communities working together to weather this storm. But during these dark times, we are also bearing witness to the worst in people. Communities across the nation and here in our town and county, we are victim to people who prey on the vulnerable and who turn peace into hate. Protests and demonstrations have turned ugly and led to violence and looting, which has hurt people and destroyed businesses. Now, over the weekend, things took an even darker turn as two of our Los Angeles County Sheriff's deputies were ambushed while sitting in their car. I was horrified to see the chilling account of the two young deputies ambushed while stationed outside the MLK Transit Center in Compton. The reports of protesters chanting and jeering outside the hospital are even more disturbing as the deputies were in critical condition inside. To condemn these actions would be an understatement. In response to the tragic attack, Supervisor Mark Ridley Thomas and I are offering a $100,000 reward for any information leading to the capture of the person who committed this heinous crime. The events of this weekend have made it clear to me that the anti-law enforcement rhetoric expressed by many elected officials, community leaders, and others has created a toxic environment amid the time of civil unrest. Not only is this dangerous for those who are working to serve and protect us, but for the communities that they are trying to protect. I said it over the weekend and I will say it again now. This must stop. Enough is enough. I will do whatever is needed to end this damaging rhetoric in order to restore compassion and peace to our communities. Now is the time, especially as we continue to confront COVID-19 and the profound impact it has had on our students, older adults, vulnerable populations, and our local workforce. We need to stay focused on supporting each other during this time of profound difficulty. Let's save our energy for helping children and youth, serving our vulnerable residents, and supporting businesses so Los Angeles County can and will emerge stronger than before. I have faith we can do it, but we must work together to do so. Please keep the deputies and their families in your thoughts and prayers. With that, I would like to invite Dr. Barbara Ferrer up. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Supervisor Barger, and to the entire Board of Supervisors. These are unprecedented times for LA County and for our country, and I'm very grateful for your strength and remarkable leadership. Uh, and I, too, want to send my thoughts and prayers to our two sheriff deputies 
who are victims of cowardly acts of senseless and cruel violence. And I hope everyone in our county joins us in sending prayers and wishes for a full recovery. Uh, and good afternoon, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, today, I wanna share data that demonstrates how the actions we all take to slow the spread of COVID-19 have a ripple effect across our county, including among people who are most vulnerable for serious illness and even death. We often talk about how the decisions we make and what we do in our day-to-day -day lives in terms of preventing the transmission of the virus are not only to protect ourselves, but also allow us to protect other people. And while for many people still across the county, they may not even know of anyone who's been positive for COVID-19, let alone someone who's experienced serious illness from the virus, unfortunately, for far too many others, this virus is very personal. They have become sick and they may still be feeling the effects of their sickness weeks or even months later. Thousands of people have had long hospital stays and tens of thousands of people are facing a future without someone they love because that person passed away from COVID-19. Our collective goal has been and remains to have as many people as possible avoid having to experience any of the suffering and loss associated with COVID-19. And today I wanna to share a set of graphs that demonstrate the impact among some of our most vulnerable residents. First slide, please. Uh, this is a graph that we show often, but it's a good visual representation of how the actions of individuals and businesses affect the spread of the virus in our county. And as you can see, we've added information on different decisions that we've made around restricting and reopening uh, various opportunities for people to gather. As a result of the Safer at Home order, when people were asked to stay home in March unless they needed to access essential services, and when schools and many businesses were closed for in-person services, the number of cases remained fairly steady at about a thousand or less new cases per day. As we reopened recreational opportunities in businesses starting on May 8th, and as people were exposed to more non-household members went out, whether they were at work, while shopping, while protesting, or while celebrating Memorial Day and July 4th holidays, we saw cases and as a result, hospitalizations and deaths increase. And you can see that clearly here. Uh, and in mid-July, we saw a spike that was quite alarming. After reclosing some businesses, and this started around July 1st, and moving other business operations outdoors, we've started to see our case numbers decrease significantly, and we're back to consistently slowing the spread. Next slide, please. Uh, this slide shows a similar trend for cases amongst pregnant women over time. As cases increased across LA County, so too did they increase among pregnant women. In late May and early June, we are seeing an average of about 45 cases per week among pregnant women. Through June and early July, we start seeing the sharp increase in cases, peaking at 157 weekly cases in mid-July. And as we've implemented modifications to the health officer orders to limit activities that allowed for a lot more exposures, we now see weekly cases among women who are pregnant decreasing as well. Next slide, please. 
Likewise, cases among children also spiked in July. In late July, cases among children ages 12 to 17, and that's represented by the yellow line, spiked to 869 cases in a week. This was an alarming increase when compared with the average of about 400 cases per week that we were seeing in June. And among children ages 5 to 11, we see a similar spike, and that's represented by the green line. Uh, and here in late July, we saw cases, uh, weekly cases peak at 730 cases compared to an average of about 300 cases per week that we saw in the previous month. And even amongst our very youngest children, ages zero to four, we see the July increase, peaking in early August at 311 cases in one week, compared with around 100 to 150 cases per week in June. Fortunately, among all age categories, the weekly number of cases are starting to decrease as well. Next slide, please. Because we know that although very rare, COVID-19 cases among children can result in serious illness, we track multisystem inflammatory syndrome in children, MISC, a condition where different body parts can become inflamed, including the heart, the lungs, the kidneys, the brain, the skin, the eyes, or gastrointestinal organs. We know that many children with MISC had the virus that causes COVID-19 and or had antibodies present, indicating that at some point they had seen the virus. In LA County, we have had 34 reported cases of MISC, and fortunately, we've had no deaths attributed to MISC. And this graph shows, however, that while the numbers are not large, MISC cases also sharply increased in July. There were 13 cases that month compared to five cases in May, eight cases in June, and six cases in August. The next slide, please. As of September 12th, we've reported 1,689 confirmed COVID-19 cases and 44 deaths among people experiencing homelessness. This graph shows cases, and that's the white line, and deaths, which is the orange line, among people experiencing homelessness by every week. The first spike in cases in late April represents a large represents in large part an outbreak at a shelter and the subsequent testing of hundreds of shelter guests. But like the rest of the county, following reopenings and the July 4th holiday, when we saw an overall spike in cases, there was a similar spike among people experiencing homelessness. And as we have seen in the overall population, we have now seen the number of weekly cases among people experiencing homelessness decrease in August. Next slide, please. Uh, we do get asked a lot of questions about the status of people experiencing homelessness, uh, whether they're sheltered, uh, primarily staying at a shelter, or they're living unsheltered. And we can see in this slide that 862 people that were living in shelters have tested positive over time for COVID-19. And that's represented by the white bars. And 586 people who were unsheltered, represented by the orange bar, have also tested positive for this virus. There's a portion of the population of people experiencing homelessness for whom their shelter status is not known. And among these, there's 241 cases 
then represented by the blue bar of people experiencing homelessness who tested positive for COVID-19. As we look at the July spike in cases, we can see that there were increased cases amongst both unsheltered and sheltered people. 77 cases and 47 respectively, compared to an average of around 35 cases per week amongst both groups in the week leading in the weeks leading up to this spike. There are essential ongoing efforts to improve access to testing for both people who are experiencing homelessness, living in shelters, and people who are unsheltered. And I want to thank the Department of Health Services and all of our partner organizations for making this possible. I shared many numbers in these slides, and I'm acutely aware that behind these graphs and the spikes in cases are stories about real people, including children, even very young children. The numbers include women who are pregnant and whose immune system has changed because of their pregnancy. And the numbers also represent some of our most vulnerable residents in the community, people who are experiencing homelessness. Actions that increase transmission and actions that decrease transmission of COVID-19 have a ripple effect amongst all of us. And now I want to update you on our current status, noting that as always, uh, lower numbers of cases and deaths on Monday often represent a delay in the weekend reporting. Uh, but I am sad to report an additional 24 people have passed away from COVID-19. Nine of the people who died are over the age of 80, and six people in this age group had underlying health conditions. Five people who died are between the ages of 65 and 79, and four people in this age group who passed away had underlying health conditions. Ten people who died are between the ages of 50 and 64, and eight people in this age group had underlying health conditions. This does, unfortunately, bring the total number of deaths to 6,231 in LA County. And I know so many are experiencing profound sorrow because they've lost a loved one or a friend to COVID-19. Our hearts go out to each of you during this difficult time. 92% of persons who have died from COVID-19 had underlying health conditions. And as I've noted before, this number has not changed. So everyone with underlying health conditions needs to continue to take all of the precautions, including staying home as much as possible. For the 5,859 people who have passed away, where race, ethnicity has been identified, 51% are Latino, Latina, Latinx, 23% are white, 15% are Asian, 10% are black, slightly less than 1% are Native Hawaiian or Pacific Islander, and 1% identified with another race or ethnicity. And we're reporting 733 new cases today. Again, I want to note the weekend lag in reporting. This brings the total number of cases in LA County to 254,656. These cases include 11,170 cases reported by our partners in the city of Long Beach and 2,476 cases reported by the city of Pasadena, both which have independent city health departments. 775 people are currently hospitalized with COVID-19, and 34% of the people who are hospitalized are in the ICU, while 18% are on ventilators. Uh, we've investigated a total of 1,747 residential congregate settings and non-residential settings, with at least one confirmed case of 
COVID-19. Of these, 779 are currently uh, under investigation, but we've closed 968 investigations because in those sites we've got 14 days without any new cases. The total confirmed cases in institutional settings is 33,625, and this includes 17,005 among residents and 16,620 among staff. And sad to report that we've had a slight increase in the number of people in institutional settings who have passed away from COVID-19. The number is now 2,756, with 2,487 of the folks who have passed away in institutional settings uh, were people who resided in our nursing facilities. And again, we extend our heartfelt condolences to all. Of the 24 reported, newly reported deaths today, five were people who resided in our skilled nursing facility. Over 2.4 million people have been tested in LA County and had their results reported to the health department and 10% were positive. Uh, slowing the spread of the virus has required us to work together in ways that we really hadn't needed to do before from our government agencies to our community organizations and institutions, from our businesses to each and every resident in our community. So many have taken and continue to take actions to protect themselves and just as importantly, to protect other people. This pandemic is frustrating and heartbreaking and not the least of it is that we desperately wanna go back to living our lives the way they were before. And unfortunately, as we've already experienced, doing so creates illness and devastation for so many, including people who are very vulnerable. And for this reason, I'm extraordinarily grateful for everyone that's doing what's right during a pandemic and being part of the solution to drive down the transmission so that we can get our children back to schools and people back to work. Over the next six weeks, public health will be working with schools across the county that are reopening for services for a limited number of cohorted students with high need for in-person support. To date, public health has received 59 applications from schools to reopen for these special services. And we will be posting weekly at the end of every Monday, the list of schools who have submitted applications. And these schools can expect that our public health team of specialists will be in touch to provide technical assistance. I wanna close by noting that over the last two weeks, given the fire danger and extreme weather we've seen, there's been a decrease in testing, even though our testing capacity across the county remains high. And I do wanna encourage people and remind people to get tested if you're having any symptoms of COVID-19. If you've been in contact with a person who tested positive for COVID-19, if you think there's a chance you were exposed to COVID-19 because you're working, especially in essential services, in a place where you're frequently exposed to other people who may not be taking protections. And if you live in a place where you share living spaces with other people who may, not, who may be positive for COVID-19, you should get tested. I also wanna note that if you have been in a crowd or a gathering where people were close together and not wearing face coverings or keeping their distance, you should consider getting tested as well. By finding out if you're positive, 
Even if you have no symptoms yet, you can quickly isolate and prevent other people from becoming infected. Uh, with that, we will now take questions. Ladies and gentlemen, if you wish to ask a question, please press 1, then 0 on your telephone keypad. You may withdraw your question at any time by repeating the 1, 0 command. If you are using a speakerphone, we ask that you please pick up the handset before pressing the numbers. Once again, if you have a question, you may press 1, then 0 at this time. We'll start with the line of David Rosenfeld from LA Daily News. Please note, limit your questions to one question and one follow-up only. Thank you. Thank you. Go ahead, David. Thank you so much for taking my question. Uh, quick point of clarity, you just said uh, 59 applications were submitted to reopen schools. Did you mean individual schools or districts? And then um, my, my actual question is, I wanted to ask you this morning, uh, several cities, uh, mayors of several cities came together to urge the county to reopen card rooms outdoors, which is allowed under the current state guidelines. And I wonder if you can respond to their pleas um, they, they mentioned how uh, impacted their cities are. Some of them get more than 50% of their revenue from these card room casinos. And I wonder if you could just respond to that and, and, and explain uh, why they are not being allowed to reopen at this time, given that the state is allowing it. Thank you. Yeah, thanks a lot for the questions. Um, let me just start with the 59 schools. Those represent individual schools. Um, school districts are submitting to us the name of each school building that will be reopening, and that's really helpful for us because we'll need to provide technical assistance to each building. Uh, in terms of reopening card rooms, I, I really appreciate uh, all the mayors and